Incorporating brain-computer interface technology, a funnel and several barberings, I can now urinate, sleep, and play the game simultaneously. I'm not an aggressive person, but I admit it. I like killing things. You guys, the quest to activate this orb is balls. All right, Blade signed up for man night, not bickering old fart night. Sorry I gave you ugly face. I sketched it on a gummy high. I just ate $10. Another reminder, RE colon this morning. Men only shower together if there's more than one shower. Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny, and you're listening to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. This is Companion Cast, Season 4, Episode 10, Festival of the Sea. This was such a fantastic episode to shoot. There were so many people, so many extras. We had the access back. It was so much fun to have all these people. It was crazy, but it was a crazy fun to do all this and uh, I think it turned out really, really well. As I said, we have the access back. We have most of them. We had Riley, Venom, Valkyrie, and of course, Fox. And it was always cool to see those guys. It was so much fun to work with them again. We got a little taste of Venom early on in the season. But, you know, but other than that, we really haven't seen a lot of the Access of Anarchy, which makes sense since they were defeated in the last season. Other than Fox, who's been a main character for season four, we really haven't seen any of the other characters. So it was kind of nice little cameos for for those guys. Another really cool part of this episode was the stunt with uh, Fox being tossed over the side of the railing and that was just so much fun to watch. Uh, all the prep work that went into that, it was really important that everyone was safe and obviously that's not Will getting tossed over the side. We did have a stunt person and I actually have an, I sat down and had an interview with him um, which was really cool so you'll get to hear that. Again Frank Ashmore is, is just unbelievable as Ollie. He was perfect for the role and I think he brought a lot to that character to cheesy bears to the whole season every time he's on screen you just you just have to laugh it's so funny it was good to see Gina again we hadn't seen her since she was the acting coach for Blades so it's always fun to uh, see Dina and of course the big jaw dropper which I totally didn't expect and when we did the read through and I found out about this uh, it was unbelievable Vork proposing to Avanashi and she actually says yes so Vork is going to marry Avanashi. Can you believe it? I thought that was one that's probably the best twist of all seasons of the guild is Vork proposing and actually it, it's still crazy to even think about that Vork and Avanashi are gonna get married. Too too funny. Oh my gosh, when that happened, I died laughing. And I knew it was coming, but I st- you laugh every single time because it's just so absurd. And she actually says yes, which is totally... I love the look on, on Jeff's face. He, he plays it so perfectly, just dumbfounded. Oh, I can't wait to these final two episodes and see where this story goes. You guys are going to be in for a real treat. And hopefully you guys um, will enjoy this podcast. So let's go ahead and take a listen to Companion Cast of Season 4, Episode 10... Festival of the Sea. Let's talk about your squid hat. Oh. <laughs> now, I heard you talk to Sarah Trost about this said I did. squid hat. I did. Um, it actually makes several appearances. It does. It's uh, a character unto itself, I'm it pretty is. sure. Uh, how comfortable was it? Um, it was a little awkward because it was an actual beanie. That they, you know, built the squid on. So I thought it was going to fit, you know, nicely. But it was more like... Yeah. <laughs> yoink. It was like right here. It and looked really small. I think it, I tried it on too. Yeah, it was very tiny. And really I don't really... Or... 
Yeah, I don't have like a huge noggin, but yeah. it 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 was snug. Yeah, and I and I especially love how Sarah like added the bow. Well, that, that was, was so Clara. I, yes, Once definitely that, the pink like, bow. Okay, that was, yeah, yeah. I was a little was yeah when I first saw it. I was when I first saw it. I was a little wary. I was like, "There's gonna be tentacles in my face. It's gonna, just gonna be awkward." Yeah. And then Trost was like, "Oh, we'll just add a bow," <laughs> and she fashioned this bow, and I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so it yeah. just it didn't mess up my bang, so I was happy about that. That was the important thing. That let's be honest, yes, I hear you. that's I hear you. yeah. It's all about the bangs. It is my money maker, Kenny, for crying out loud. I hear you. So how was it being back on the set of Cheesy Beards? It was a lot of fun, uh, especially because um, it was the Festival of the Sea festival. That's not mm-hmm. a festival. Um, so that was neat, seeing all the decorations and stuff. And uh, that's a small space. Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, it's very tiny. Yeah. Um, so it was it was interesting to be back with all those extras. And yeah, it was chock full of people. Yeah, it, was, it got a little close in there, yeah. but it was, but it was totally fun. Like you're a really good friend of Amy. I love Amy, yeah. So it was really cool. That, that was enthusiastic of me, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, she's okay. Amy yeah, Okuda, yeah. she's yeah, all right. You, you can take her and leave her. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it's really cool that you guys got to work so closely together this year. Yes. Season. And that was one scene that you guys did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because actually, this is all Claire's idea. Right. Is the whole festival under the It is. Surprisingly. Go Claire figure. Claire a lot this season. She sets up the whole under the sea. Yeah, she's a little renaissance woman. Yeah, and she's doing pro gamers. <laughs> Gotta yeah. love that. Yeah, and she's selling them to men. What did you think of that? I thought that was really funny because I, I I like how at first, you know, the guy comes up and her face is just like, uh... And of course... Tink is like, okay, here, just yeah. give us money. And I'm like, mm, okay, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's funny that men are wearing the pro gamer shirts. And I'm here with Vince Casso, and he uh, just performed some stuff up in Cheesy Beards. And uh, you want to tell me what you uh, did today? Yeah, well, this is the episode where we have the whole festival under the sea. Festival, not festival. Totally not a festival. And and as part of it, I'm on stage doing some magic tricks with various fans and wenches and whatnot all over the place. And so, uh, yeah, it was fun just to stand up there. Very warm. Very warm. But yeah, I um, they're with you for some of it. And oh yeah, it was those, those lights are hot. Yeah. So what did it feel like? To, well, you already have fans as a cast member of the guild, but what did it feel like having fans of uh, Finn? The the viral star. Well, it was pretty interesting, actually. It sort of was a, a mind trip. It's like having fans in the show from which you have fans. It's like a, when you look into a mirror and you have a mirror behind you, yeah. it sort of keeps going. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun, though. I mean, I'm glad that Blade's getting some attention. I doubt he deserves it, but I think it's going to be a very interesting dynamic to play with. Yeah. And actually, we saw a little bit of the old Blades. There was a scene with a girl wanting your autograph, and you asked, which boob do you want to sign? <laughs> that was great. That was great. And, uh, yeah, we, we, got a, we got a lot of very great people to fill in the um, scene and whatnot. We had the whole thing on the Guild's Twitter feed for extras and whatnot, and we got a lot of very excited people in. They did a great job, too. Yeah. The, the girl and the guy I was talking to on the stage were very fun, very cooperative. They had a great time. And, yeah, that was definitely some age-old... Blage, steviness right yeah. there, yeah. signing boobies. Yeah. We haven't seen that really. There you go. Yeah, so that was nice. And then um, you actually, another scene you did was the magic trick. Can you talk about that? 
Like the the main the big one? Yeah, okay, so the the my grand finale, I decided to attempt to eat fire, which I've never done before. And in doing so, I very uh, very successfully burned down cheesy beards. <laughs> yes. And that goes quite well. I don't think that was quite the intention of the trick. Um, but that was it was fun. It was nice the whole sort of cluster you know what of it. And as a side note, I gotta say, the guy we got to play Ollie, the mm-hmm. owner of Cheesy Beards, is a riot. I mean, you guys can see it in the episode, but the guy is just so great. He's a, yeah. a riot to work with. Oh, well, talk about the pirate costume. Okay. So, in these scenes, upstairs in Cheesy Beards, um, we have me in my pirate outfit, which I also wore for the Cheesy Beards commercial. And uh, I gotta say, I got a lot of double takes and... A lot of very smart comments about it. I, I love it. It's just, I love any chance to look stupid and dress up and stuff, and this is a very Blade sort of chance to do that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I guess that's it. There cool. We well, thank you very much for talking with us. Well, I'm here with Timberly, who plays the waitress Jeanette. So, let's talk about your scenes that you shot here. Yeah. So the first scene was at Cheesy Beards. Yeah, you were dressed up in a very saucy pirate outfit. <laughs> I was a saucy pirate. <laughs> yes. Can you talk about that a little bit? My saucy pirate. I mean, what else can you say? Crushed velvet. <laughs> and my hat tilted to the side. It was actually incredibly comfortable okay. and more comfortable than the pants and the t-shirt that yeah. I have on today. And um, and it felt good too. Yeah. I had I liked having nice. it on. I mean, bright red red fire engine uh, lipstick. Yeah. It was awesome yesterday nice nice and what scenes did you do yesterday all i did yesterday was dance in a pirate costume <laughs> i mean literally that was all i did it was the best first day of work that's in the history of the world yeah. no that's awesome no nothing beats it okay so for today though you had a little bit more meteor role yes um i, I overheard you screaming yeah, so, I assumed it was when you were screaming yelling all day. <laughs> it, well when i was here i wasn't here for the fox so uh-huh. let's talk about that okay first. so what, okay how did that scene so I, I came in and um, had to yell at Fox. Mm-hmm. That went well. Um, and your previous conqueror from... Yes, because yeah. he... Yeah, yeah, he did. He and then around. tried to ignore me. I know. Can you and, it? I, I mean, out of control. So he had to get thrown over the banister. <laughs> nice. Truly. Nice. And uh, and then uh, they treat me bad at my job. Jeanette can't catch a break. I feel bad. You know, when I first read her character, I was like... She's kind of bitchy and mean, but you're not. I mean, yeah, the was character's like, really not. She's, really just getting, she's just getting That's what I thought at first, sides. too, because yeah. I was like, oh, you know, the saucy waitress, yeah. okay. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. People keep doing things yeah. to her. She, she's, this reason. she's this way for a reason. Exactly. Yeah, it's not her fault. It's defense mechanism. She is. is actually a beautiful person. That's right. That's right. And so so <laughs> then I, I, so I, I have to defend myself this morning mm-hmm. to Fox. And now How'd I have to go? defend myself. You threw him over. It was fun. I haven't. We haven't actually done the oh, throwing so over yet. Okay. But I full on grabbed him by the collar and shook him a little bit. Were there we a lot had of to takes? do that. Oh, there were a lot of takes. I had to warm up to it. It was nice. early. I had to warm up to it. By the end, I I was in there. Good. Good. We're here with the wonderful Teal, who plays Venom. We're live on the set of season four, of The Guild. And she, you, the scene you just finished was uh, at Cheesy Beards. She, she's my first time first at time. Cheesy Beards. Yeah, Cheesy Beards. I've been watching it. Yeah, yeah, on the Guild, and so it was fun to actually see where they uh, film it. Yeah, and unlike your your previous appearance, 
you actually were here with uh, Michelle Boyd, who plays Riley. Yes. Will Reed, who plays Fox. And uh, Mike, uh, Mike Rose, Rose yeah. who, who plays uh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Oh, I would <laughs> I like it on tough. his name. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. So how was, it, how was it being back with those guys? Uh, it was fun. When I saw Will this morning, he runs over and hugs me. And he's like, it's so good to be back with the team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, we definitely have a bond and feel that connection. So it was great to all be back together, like yeah. our bad selves. Yeah. So um, it was great. And it was fun to have Riley in our group now, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How's that going, by the way? We're doing great. Yeah, whole, t- whole two days into the relationship. <laughs> it, but yeah, yeah. And, but you know, we're not we're not messing around. We're yeah. we're you know, two days. We're Lots things are, are going well. For houses yet? Yeah, so we're thinking about adopting a child, oh, and uh, yeah, we have we've already moved in together. I know it could be Riley, yeah, Riley and Venom, and our little our little you know little foreign baby foreign baby we adopt that we totally punk and goth out. And go oh. around with it. I think that, yeah. We got to uh, pitch this to Felicia. <laughs> I think so. So uh, how did the shoot go? Everything fell. It, it was it was fun. Yeah. Um, you know, once again, poor Felicia comes up to the table, and we're so rude and mean to her. And it was great, though. Will is so funny. He was so funny. That scene. It was fun to work with um, the new character, um, Ollie, Ollie, with his hook. He yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Michelle and I kept laughing because he sticks that hook like right up yeah. in front of Will's face, awesome. and I was. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. I can't wait to see this season. Um, some fun new characters for sure. Do you have anything else? Um, oh goodness, your part was so tiny this time, but it was just great to have you back. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's yeah, it, but yeah. I love how she's kind of keeping the characters in there. And who knows, maybe we'll come back in season, five. season yeah, season yeah. five. Who knows? Know. We're, it's all still it's all yeah, and that's what's so good about the characters, even though they're not in there that much. You still get a good sense of their yeah. backstories, and they fit in really well. Yeah. So you almost feel like you're more and you're in it you more. Really miss them. You can go right back to right into that character and you're, you know exactly where they're at. And it's and a fun surprise yeah. because no one knows who's coming and who's staying. And so everybody's fun. curious too. Yeah. I know and it's hard to keep it quiet because yeah. people want to know and I, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't say, say anything. anything. <laughs> so yeah. I know. I know something you don't know and I, I can't know. tell you. Well we really appreciate you stopping by and chatting. Of course. We're here with Michelle Boyd, and we're live on the set of The Guild Season 4. I'm going to say Season 2. What? Wow. Say hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah. That's Michelle Boyd, by the way. By the way, because there's other Michelles. Boyoyo. Boyoyo? Buyaya. Buyaya. Buyayo. Oh, crap, I've forgotten my made-up word already. Made up a cool word, and now we've already forgotten it. <laughs> Buyayo. Use it, spread it around. Tell your friends. All right. That's what we've been doing all day. What about you? I hopped up on caffeine, so as much as possible. Well, Riley does make an appearance in season four. Yay! Which is wonderful. It's glad to have you back. I'm so happy to be Uh, back. How was it coming back to season four? It was really fun. I was really happy Felicia decided to uh, let Riley make an appearance. can I say alongside Venom? Say, is that, yeah, does that screw stuff up? No, no, no. We're just going to air okay. after the episode. Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. So, that's, so we're safe. Spoiler, Spoiler all the way, yeah. Well, there's this makeout scene with Fox and Valkyrie at the same time. Nice. Yeah, I don't feel I make out with enough people this season. <laughs> that's what's missing. Crap. Yes. Out? Yeah, we clearly. We need to make it out. It happens every season. Well, I don't know. Riley makes it out. 
I, if you say so, I think uh, really Venom should just jump from character to character. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, we were saying that Venom and Riley should have a spin-off series where they actually <laughs> have like a good relationship. Are we gonna adopt oh my a baby? god! Oh yes. Can we have baby? like little? Can we have little pets too? Like yeah. little mutt dogs and. Then you dress up all dogs. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> no, Venom can have like a pouch hanging off the back of her wheelchair, and the dogs can just be peeking out of oh it. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I would love that. Nice, nice. This idea keeps developing. I know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like being back with uh, Will Wheaton, Mike Rove, oh, and this was uh, so fun. Teal? This was so fun. It was so good to see everyone again, and I'm glad that I got to come back on a day where like, all of the core cast, in addition to a lot of the secondary cast, was mm-hmm. here, that it got to be kind of a big party scene. Um, because, you know, as much fun as it would have been to come back and, like, only see one or two characters. I got to say hi to everybody, and yeah, it is. And the set dressing is fantastic up there. Yeah, between between, between the pirates and the Beyond the Sea <laughs> theme thing that they've got going, that was just awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, the pirate cups, the doubloons that we wished were chocolate. Yeah. Did you notice the pirate cups? Each one of them have a pirate name on the back. Yeah, of them? we noticed the. Um, I, I thought that until I noticed that uh, two of them are duplicates, I thought they were like you know inside jokes to like go to go to different people. I, I'm not versed in my pirate lore, and I don't yeah, know if those are actual pirate captains. Has, like, a pirate captain on the back. Nice. Yes, and, and they're all different. So they are. Love the detail. Yeah. yeah, and they have different pictures too. Like there's one. Uh, there's a pirate skull. Actually, I was looking on Twitter, and, and Will tweeted it. Uh, it looks like a. It could be either like a necktie or like one of the little hourglass loading things. Yeah. Just beneath it, and he said, "This is what pirates do." And uh, oh god, now I'm gonna f- the joke. Never mind. You have to look up Will's tweet from okay. uh, from uh, from May sixteenth. Will tweeted from set. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. We would assume so. He took pictures and everything. He's gonna. Really? Yeah. He posted them. No, no, not oh. not of the set dress, just of the pirate. Okay. Yeah. They won't know them. No. Okay. It should be fun. No, Maybe it had nothing. Later, no, no, no. It had nothing. It, they'll be like. Oh. He did not mention the guild at all. So there, it really, you know, for all we know, this is like one of Will's random daily activities to go out well, and find I mean, pirate paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah, that's so what I do. How, uh, how was it working with Frank Ashmore, who plays Ollie? It was very cool. I wasn't um, a, a big fan of the original V, but I understand he was on it. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that knowledge. Um, so that was actually really cool. He's very funny as a pirate. Yeah. yeah. This is the first time playing a pirate. Really? Yeah. But he has such a natural skill know, for it. Isn't it everyone's life ambition to play a pirate with a hook? Well, he has, he has accomplished it. Yes, he, he has. has. Very good job, the very good job. of his acting career. He's I'm sure I've done it all. Yeah, he's, he can be done now. Yeah. <laughs> Next well, is a ninja. <laughs> that's oh, right. I like the ninjas. We have to do the yes. ninjas. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us. Hopefully we'll see you around. So. We'll definitely have you back for an interview. Full on interview. Remember the first? You were our very first interviewer. I was. I and you was. couldn't say anything because the season wasn't out I yet. I know. I was just like, well, it was great working it's with <laughs> everyone who was on the project <laughs> that I worked with, that I worked I with and everyone that was there. Yeah, yeah that so was cool. back so we can talk. Hooray. About season three. Yay. Awesome. Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. Sure, we'll see you. I'm here with the director, Sean Becker, and... Uh, how did today's shoot go? Uh, it went good. It was one of our craziest days um, just because we had so many. I think on the call sheet we had like, I don't know, how you have it in front of you. How many actors total there? Well, we there had uh, extras, but then there was 21 actors. Yeah, so is that right? 21? 1, 2, yeah. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, Oh, no, 10, I'm sorry. 
It's like, what, 17 maybe there? Yeah, roughly about that. So we had 17 speaking roles today. Uh, and then plus, uh, how many extras did you said? 19, but there were probably about... I thought there were more than that, right? right? I don't know. There, it seemed like it was pretty packed. But, yeah, there were a lot. So we shot a lot of scenes with... Um, we shot all the Cheesy Beards uh, Festival of the Sea stuff today. Actually, that was all we shot today. Yeah. And so it involved... Um, if you've seen the episode, it, you know, a lot of setups and a lot of coverage. Because uh, we had to make sure we covered all the actors. Yeah, and almost the entire cast was there. Yeah, and then we shot uh, the entire Cheesy Beards area, too. So, yeah, it was definitely... I think... I think that's going to be our busiest day out of all of them just because it involves... It's kind of like in season um, three, kind of our uh, GameStop day. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just anything involving extras and the, the party scene stuff in season two, you know? Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. So it was it was a lot today, but we we got through it all around yeah. time. Um, whenever we shoot at Cheesy Beards, we always have to have a hard out, and what that means is, um, usually when when you're on a set, you know, you usually want to try to get done by a certain time, but then you go over and you're into overtime. But yeah. then certain locations, like for example, Cheesy Beards is an actual restaurant, um, it's and Amalfi, it's right? Amalfi's. Yeah, and well, it's actually Cheesy Beards is upstairs yeah. in room five, yeah. which is the upstairs portion of Amalfi's. So they. Um, you know, they have to open for business, so we have to be out of there at a certain time, so we don't have that. It's like we have to get done, and yeah, then and we have to clean, and we have to, clean, so we we have to wrap out, and we have to be done. Yeah, so you know, there's a lot, and so there, there's just a lot always going on. Um, we don't have that luxury of like, okay, well, we'll try to get it done, and then you know, hopefully, we won't go over. And if we go over, it's like, okay, we're gonna be here a little while longer, so when you finish, it's like, no, we have to be done. So there's always that extreme pressure going on the entire time, yeah, yeah. Now, what did you think of the Festival of the Sea decorations? Oh, they were great. I really enjoyed it. It was funny because I had walked in that day, you know, not seeing it because it hadn't been built yet. So it was great to walk in and actually just see everything up. And and we knew it was going to be a lot of fun to, to, excuse me, to shoot in that space. Um, So it was great. Like, we were covered in every direction. You know, we got to shoot wherever we wanted to. And there was decorations up all over the place. Yeah. Another really cool uh, thing that happened is one of our crew members actually became a cast member. Uh, TJ, who's our grip, uh, he does all the lightings and stuff. He actually became what was his title? I think it's in. It's like big guy. Yeah, oh, big guy. Big was his first name, oh, and guys yeah, guys guy. from the guy family, gotcha. or it's Guy because he's French. So right, yeah. big Guy was his character's <laughs> name, and uh, yeah, that was played by uh, one of our grips, uh, TJ Rotel, who's been with us for a couple seasons now. Yeah, he was on season one, and then came back for season three, and now he's on four. Yeah, he wasn't in two. That's no, right. He was doing something. Yeah, I've talked to him about that. Okay, great. Yeah, so no, it was great. Uh, so yeah, we had him on set for that, and uh, it went really well. Yeah, I always think it's cool when you actually use crew members, other than just extra. Because obviously, I've been an you, extra. And, like, yeah, you've you've got a. I have like the you've most. You've got a I history yeah. with the guild. Yeah, and actually, I was extra on this one too. I don't know if I'll make it into the the cut, but I was uh, one of. Twenty years more discreet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had my back turned. I don't think I'm going to be much into this season. I think I think we need to get you in there. I don't I don't see any, we don't have any other extra scenes, but I wish no. we had. It was such a crazy day. If I had realized, I would have actually tried to throw you in there. Well, we tried. We tried. It was TJ Bryan and myself. We were all wearing the baby shirts. Yes. We were going to try to do some like you know these fat guys wearing the pregnant tees, mm-hmm. but that just never because it was so crazy. We never made it back into that room again. Yeah. So. But I know we do take snapshots, and hopefully those, those will make it those. up. And then also, you were you're with Blades, though, right? Yeah, I was with Blades in the Blades pictures and everything. Yes. So that might make it. We're not sure about that. Yeah, that's that was kind of a bonus thing, thing but yeah. there's something will be done with that. Yeah, we'll see. And did everything go as planned for that episode? Yeah, everything did actually. I mean, 
trying to think of anything. I know we did push. We push pushed some shots the next day. Yeah, which ones did we push? It was. It was uh, Dina Atara was there. And her scene got pushed. Yeah, her scene got pushed, which we decided to do because we didn't want to rush these scenes because yeah. it's such an important episode and it's near the finale that we got to a point where like a decision was made. Like, okay, you know, we realize that this is a lot to shoot in one yeah. day, so let's just not care ourselves and let's do these scenes right. And so we'll take these other scenes that can easily be pushed to the next day. Yeah. And, and we did that. And then that extra time actually definitely helped because, you know, when you have all those people, you don't want to have all those people, you don't have that great set and then not do everything you could with it. You know, yeah. you just end up kicking yourself. Yeah. All right, uh, another scene that you shot today was the stunt scene. Yes. Did that go as planned? Yeah, that went uh, completely as planned. We had, I actually don't know Tim's last name, but a stuntman Tim uh, came in and doubled for Will, and he also coordinated the, the, the stunt as well. So, yeah, he came in. We did two takes of him going over the railing down the stairs. Oh, and, really yeah, uh, and Tim really did, did a good job too as well because, you know, a lot of it was his, you know, Tim going over, but then Tim also had to bring the performance, too, to make yeah. it look convincing. Yeah, she had to aggressively grab him and toss him. Which she did. Yeah. Finally. Yes. She did them both takes, I think. The first one wasn't as aggressive, but the, the second one, she nailed it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for talking with us. Thank you, Kenny. My name is Timothy Ulick, and I am Will Wheaton's stunt double. I've been doing stunts for my whole life, pretty much, but uh, I've been making a living at it and had a career in Los Angeles in the stunt business for about three and a half years. We're shooting at a a restaurant called Amalfi in Hollywood, so I came down here a few days ago and um, checked out the location where we would be falling over the staircase. Uh, I measured out um, the amount of space that I was going to have for my landing area so that I could um, go and uh, get the appropriate pads and whatnot to uh, rig up the stunt to make sure that it would all go safely. We could do it time and time again and um, I wouldn't get hurt too badly. So I had the pads in there and um, I was originally just going to lay pads in the stairwell but when I came by to check it out, um, it was a little steeper than I had expected so I brought a friend of mine in, um, Jessica Harbeck, who's also a professional stunt woman um, and she had a pad down at the base of the stairs so if I slittled a little bit too far, I wouldn't end up in the middle of in the middle of the street. <laughs> so she was just she's my catcher. Uh, yeah, pretty much went exactly as planned. Um, I managed to walk out of the stairway and come down here and have this interview, so it went perfectly. Nice. And uh, one more question: Did you have to grow facial hair to match Will Wheaton, or is that your normal look? <laughs> um, no, it was just lucky happenstance. Actually, <laughs> I was. I was going to shave yesterday for another another job and uh, managed to keep it for today. So nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. And I have with me Will Wheaton. And then today you're actually on the set of Cheesy Beards, which hasn't been seen since season one. Um, and you uh, were back with your old guild band, guildmates. So you had Teal and, and, Ma- and Michelle, who technically wasn't part of your... Right. Uh, She's sort of anarchy adjacent. Yeah. And uh, Mike, so how was I it? think that all of us in the acts are like, oh, great, Venom's bringing her girlfriend around again. Yeah, okay, it's hot when they make out. That's fine. But come on, seriously. Like... Well, probably because none of us have girlfriends in the access. Like, really, does Bruiser bring Blaze's mom around? Like, oh, wow, it's Blaze's mom again. That's terrific, Bruiser. Thanks. Great. Bruiser and his milk. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. So how was it? Uh, how was it uh, seeing those guys again after a year? It was really wonderful to see them. I was surprised. I saw Teal this morning, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Teal!" <laughs> and uh, it was great. It was really uh, Michelle Boyd's one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. I just she's um, so ridiculously smart that I uh, I really enjoyed sitting on the set with her last season and just talking about nerd stuff and smart nerd stuff science stuff and, um, it was it was really it, she's just I just like being around her she, she's uh, she's like you know plus five to the party just by showing up so so getting to getting to be together was really a lot of fun and set dressing nailed it they made cheesy beard just just look fantastic today there'll be a nice little Easter egg if anyone is paying attention to your Twitter account later. Oh yeah. When when you posted the little oh, pirate right, icon. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The uh, the, pic, the picture that I put this out won't there. air until then. So like, look back at Will's Twitter, and there yeah. was a hint. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> very, it's so very you know um, because we haven't announced that I'm in this season yet. Yep. Felicia and I recorded a podcast at my house where we were going to release it on Friday, and my podcasting equipment completely. And it sounds and it just it sounds terrible. I, I'm I'm furious that it didn't work the way it was supposed to work. And what it did was it worked really well when we checked the audio. And then after we had been recording for you know we talked for like an hour and it was a great conversation. And I went back and was like, okay, Felicia, see you later. And I went back and listened to it. And about five minutes after we had checked it, just everything fell apart. And her mic is echoey and my mic is staticky and it's just terrible. I'm so mad. So. I can't talk about doing this yeah. because it's all a secret. So like to, no yeah, pictures, no yeah, pictures from the set, yeah. no, no cool, you know, overheards yeah, from some yeah. of the unbelievably. Think Geek gave us these little buckyballs toys, <laughs> oh, and, and wow, like if you thought getting together a bunch of comedians um, was was already going to result in a lot of dumb puns about playing with our balls, <laughs> like today it's it's even more. Yeah. 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 Can't talk everywhere. about it at all. Can't say a thing. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> and we're doing another scene today, hopefully, uh, if we have time, where Fox goes and it's like, hey, Codex, I seriously want to go out with you. And she's like, yeah, you know what? How about go fuck yourself? How does, does that work for you? And, and yeah, have, have a good time with that, jerk. You had your chance. And it's a scene that was not in the original script, but when we did the read-through, I said to Felicia, I would love to see that scene. I think Codex has earned it. Yeah. And she said, I wrote it and I cut it out, so she put the scene back in. <laughs> so I'm really excited to go yeah. and, and, nice. and work on that. Oh, please let there be enough time. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we don't shoot it today, we'll shoot it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Well, we really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. I'm going to go play with my balls some more. <laughs> All right, ball playing time. <laughs> another extra with us and uh, if you had heard earlier in one of our podcasts this is a returning extra she was the hostess in the fancy restaurant and now she's a pink pirate maiden i guess uh she's worked for cheesy beards so uh can you give us your name again my name is laney and yeah i'm pink and (laughs) at first kind of scandalously clad (laughs) 
Um, is that your outfit, or did they have it here for you? They had it here for me. They gave it to me. Yeah. Whoa! You to keep wear? it? I don't oh. think I, I was like, dude, that'd be no, no, no. that'd be crazy. I don't think so, like, look what I got at work today. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually wearing Felicia's leggings, which was. Well, that's right, because I, I was there when you walked out. And Felicia was very. Well, I was very too. I was like, really? I feel naked right now. And she's like, sorry, I won't do that to you. I'm like, thank you so much. Oh, the skirt is so short. Yeah. So originally, I'm a little. Tall oh, for this wow. kind of yeah. thing. Oh goodness, yes, now I see. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She's so, like, here, let me give you my leggings. They're clean. <laughs> I was like, thank you so much. Nice, nice. <laughs> and what have you been doing uh, up in Cheesy Beard scenes? Um, just for one scene was just a background girl, and then the other scene um, when Vince um, Blades was signing pictures to everybody, I was kind of his little sidekick going, okay, your turn. Yeah. Just kind of. What did she, she said? <laughs> Something like that, you know. Smile, look cute, and be like, ta-da! <laughs> so how's your whole experience been so far on working as an extra for the guild? It's been a lot of fun. It's been cool to see all of the um, work and lighting and stuff going into, you know, a web series. A lot of times, you know, at least I didn't think that... Like a yeah, like it's especially growing, and it's neat to see like the progression, especially from season one. Yeah. Um, like the film quality, you know, before even being edited, like just seeing the screenshots as they're recording it live and then seeing it on the screen. It's like, yeah. whoa, you know, yeah. it's becoming quite a big thing. Nice, nice. I'm anxious to see where it all goes. Cool. Well, like I said, we really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us. Yeah, thank you. So we're here today with Robert, and he is with us with the Cheesy Beard scenes. Yes. Uh, what have you done so far? Uh, actually, I'm the bartender, which oh, is pretty nice. cool. Nice. Yes, oh, very. Yeah, I know. I was excited and very, very cool. uh, got to fake mixed drinks, though. I was trying to work with only full bottles, which was a little bit awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Are you doing any uh, Tom Cruise-like tricks? Like cocktails? Like cocktail. That's what I was getting. Uh, well, not, not, not so much. I just, no, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> there any, uh, has there been any funny moments on set today? Uh, funny moments on set today. Um, yeah, I heard about some funny moments, but I, I don't think I was there for the particularly funny moments on set today. Um, but, but you're still, uh, we're still only halfway through, so yeah, we're still they'll still probably take you. So There's still time. Think, still time for a funny moment. I heard a rumor about something being set on fire or something. Uh, maybe. But don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh, fire. <laughs> Thanks for uh, stopping by and chatting with us. Yep. Cheers. I am live on the Cheesy Beer set with Tara Caso, who plays Dina. And she just finished a scene. How did everything go? Went pretty well. It was fun. Fun stuff. <laughs> and what, who, who was in your scene with you? Uh, Felicia and Amy. Nice. And um, was it? Uh, did it go as planned? Were there any changes? Um, no changes. Just not really. Just like an alternate line that we you know did too, along with the written script line. Other than that, not much. Do you remember what the alternate line was? Yeah. Instead of saying um, "I'm center stage or nothing at all," it was that was his photo assistant, not his magic assistant. Just do it. Like you know, trying to get her to help out Blades because she's unwilling. No, it was tink- this was Tink that was unwilling. Oh, no, this is a... Felicia. Yeah, or codex. 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 Gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
So how is it acting with uh, Felicia? Because you had a lot of one-on-one scenes with her, and I know I just talked to your brother, and she, he hasn't had many until recently. Uh, how is it working with her? Um, it's good. You know, we get along pretty pretty good. We're not, like, mean to each other or anything. No, no like, cat fights or anything. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So are you taken to this acting thing, or are you just still just doing it for fun because... It's it's pretty much just for fun, and you know I get paid. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not really my thing, but I just do it, you know, if they ask me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us. For sure. I'm here with VG, who plays Zabu's mom, uh, Avanashi. Uh, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs> my pleasure. Uh, we are at Cheesy Beards today. And this is the big proposal, or I wasn't, guess it wasn't that big of a deal, but it, it was a shock to the fans. Definitely. I think it was a shock to Mr. Work as well. <laughs> Definitely not his hoped-for reaction. Yeah, because he thought he was getting you off his back. Yes, yes. And uh, you turned the tables. Definitely. And uh, there was a good reason, which, of course, later the Guild fans are going to find out yeah. why, but... Yeah, I had a compelling reason to go and marry, <laughs> to say yes to Mr. Work. So yes. that was fun to watch his reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not what any bride would hope for. <laughs> no, work is definitely not no, no. every but woman's dream. Guys should be careful what they say to somebody. <laughs> That's right. You never know what you're going to get with yeah. the answer. Yes. Very nice. And how did that scene go? Did it play out as you guys planned? Um, yeah, it was really, you know, surprisingly easy for us. To yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and was it was it uh, nice to be back at Cheesy Beards? Because you were in season one at Cheesy Beards. Definitely. And actually, this was even more fun because upstairs, I mean, that whole pirate thing mm-hmm. just blew up that place into another yeah. much more fun area, yeah. you know? Just looking at blades there and um, Sandeep. I mean, everybody, it was just very different, yeah. you know, very festive and yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Right? Great. Music going on. Yeah. Great. And uh, I think that was the main scene was just you accepting Vork's proposal. Yes, yeah. for my character, yes. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for chatting with us. Thank you. I'm here with Sandeep, and he just did some scenes. So uh, let's first talk about with uh, you and Vork, or you and Jeff, I guess, in uh, the bathroom. In the bathroom, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, that was, I, you know, I had, uh, I had to get real method and actually pee during the scene. That's not true. I uh, that was really fun because it was just kind of Jeff and I playing, you know, and we yeah. just sort of improvised a lot. And I don't know how much of that will they'll use, but uh, we made my we made my peeing epic and go on forever. And uh, it was just really fun continually interrupting him because I had to continue peeing. Mm-hmm. You know, when nature calls. Yes. So yeah, that was. I felt like we were right on stage doing improv. That's yeah. what that scene felt like. <laughs> so it was, it was a good scene. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. It was. I think you know. We'll see how it comes out, but I feel I feel pretty pretty good about it. There's some funny improv moments and. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, let's talk about when Vork proposes to your mother. Yes. Um, well, yeah. So the bathroom scene sort of leads up to that. Yeah. We're talking about like how to. Um, Get rid, of your get rid of my mom and like and so I give him the advice of you know you gotta do just make some grand gesture and then that that's where we kind of came up with some fun stuff you know make a uh, my favorite was uh, you know I don't know collect your fingernails and make a necklace out of it <laughs> <laughs> or fingernail clippings 
not her. Yeah, not ones that are still on her finger. So that'd be weird. Uh, that, and then, I don't know, we just came up, there's some funny ones. I can't remember them all. But, uh, and then, you know, ultimately, Vork, you know, Vork's like, I got it. And then he leaves. And then I have to wash my hands, still, because that's what you should do uh, if you're a germaphobe. Zabby's not a germaphobe. I'm rambling. Uh, but then, yeah, so then he goes out there and, and proposes to to my mom, and she accepts. He proposes to her thinking, of course, that's the grand gesture that's going to make her run in the opposite direction, but then she accepts, and um, no one sees that coming. And then I like I walk up, and I'm like, you know, what just happened? What did I miss? Uh, which is funny. You do that a lot. I do you do that. You do that at the land party also. I am, yeah, I'm not ca- Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, that was funny. Um, I guess that's sort of my character's, um, you know, You're always my, that's my, that's his thing. That's his uh, signature move, late. I guess. Yeah. Always a second late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, I think I did a take, I don't know, I probably won't end up using it, but I did a take where I slid in and was like, oh, I got it, dude. Propose, propose to her. That'll totally make her run the opposite way or something like that. And I think it was just like too long, mm-hmm. but, uh, I thought that was kind of funny. And then, and then, um. Blades ends up setting the place on fire, <laughs> yes. which that was funny, like having a stampeding 30 extras, <laughs> like running out the, uh, you know, the set. I remember just turning the corner and seeing Kimmy be like, like standing on the, <laughs> standing on the stairs, like freaked out. She's like, oh, like as 30 extras storm towards her. Nice. That's pretty funny. Nice. But that was a crazy day. Whew. <laughs> All right, we're here with Felicia Day, and we're discussing episode 10, Festival of the Sea. Now, I know in the last uh, companion cast, you said that this was your favorite episode. Yeah, and uh, we just actually watched some of them with the cast during the DVD, and they actually said said 11 was their favorite, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So you're sticking to it, though. 10 is still your favorite. I I do. I really like 10. I like it because it's not like any of the other episodes we've ever done. And it took, it kind of took so much work. It was sort of the the biggest episode of the season besides the the finale. And Mm -hmm. uh, it just came together so well. And I don't know, there's just so much going on. I I still like it. I really like it. Cool. So yeah, so let's let's first talk about obviously the big theme, which is festival. uh, Is now, is it festival of the sea or festival under the sea? Um, I thought it was Festival of the Sea, because that's what Clara sings, right? I, I, mean, know, I think so that's what it is. That's what the title is, but then I was watching the episode, and when Zabu, and it, when Codex walks in, he says, welcome to the Festival Under the Sea Festival, and then Tink's like, you know, that's redundant. But he said under, Oh, uh, well, oh. he messed up. That's right. That's what, so I was like, that was kind of cool, that I wasn't sure if it was Festival of the Sea or Festival Under the Sea. It should be of the sea, because that's what Clara says in the first episode, okay. so... Yeah, he must have misspoken, and I yes, guess we yeah. didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a Zabu thing. So that's that's perfect. yeah, it does sound like a Zabu. It's thing. written that way. <laughs> um, so yeah, so did how did you come up with that idea? Do they have really have those in gaming for like WoW and stuff? They do have holidays, in-game holidays, mm-hmm. and that's always been kind of one of the highlights of WoW for me, particularly, is because they have these little in-game holidays and they have special quests and special treats and. Um, and those always are just really fun. They break up, you know, the more uh, constant monotony of the game world. They mm-hmm. def- they they put in like really fun holiday themed uh, items and and uh, decorations, and it's just really fun. Yeah. Uh, 
and it's uh, it was it was one of the things I thought, oh well, that could be a fun little plot point, um, and uh, and I think you know it, it's it, it kind of adds something. It, yeah. it legitimizes sort of that uh, that sort of enthusiasm Clara has. It yeah. was meant kind of as a throwaway, but then I was like, oh, that seems like a fun way to tie that in to have a dinner with it. Yeah, that's great. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I know it was fun to shoot. It was crazy. It was a little crazy since we don't have that location for many, very many hours, and the more people you have in a shot, the more exponentially difficult it gets yeah. to shoot. So, yeah. Um, but like the end result is something that I'm so proud of, and, yeah. and there's just a lot going on. It's literally a lot going. There on. is, yeah. I, have, I I made a big long list of everything that happens in that episode, and tons of stuff happens. Let's start. I want to start yeah, with. Yeah, it's only like seven minutes. I, I, know, I think that's crazy. I know. <laughs> it's so action packed. It's great. Uh, yeah. I want to start with that little sea chanty with Ollie, uh, Jeanette, and Codex. Yeah, that's, that's right. hilarious. Thank you. Did I you really, write that uh, chanty? Uh, you know, I did a first draft of the lyrics, and I recruited Paul and Storm, oh, cool. um, the comedy duo, to write a song for the show. And I was like, you guys can you know, own the song and everything. I just, uh, I really want a cool pirate Channy, and I know you guys could do something. And the idea is to make it as disgusting and offensive (laughs) as possible. And so I sent them some temp lyrics and they came back with like even more disgusting. Like there's literally eight more stanzas to that thing. Wow. So they're going to have it, I guess for sale on their website. And, uh, and there's just a a lot more going on. There's like (laughs) some really disgusting stuff. And we were going to have Ollie sing the whole thing, but I was just like, realistically, we, we just will never use any of this, and to yeah. make poor Frank memorize the whole thing was just <laughs> crazy. So it all turned out perfectly. So there's just enough of it in the episode to get the flavor of it. Yeah. And then you can listen to the rest of the episode, uh, the whole song on their website, nice. uh, which is hilarious. Definitely check it out. That's awesome. Uh, I just love Jeanette's little dancing. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. I never even noticed her doing that. That was Sean who told that. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, funny. That's so funny. And now you. I was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's just so random. Like, yeah. she doesn't move to music at all. <laughs> at all. She's like in her own little world, dancing to her own music. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did you play the ukulele? Isn't it a ukulele? I did. I had to learn yeah. it. It was, you know, the whole episode was inspired by my going to Hawaii for the first vacation I've had in like five years over Christmas and buying a ukulele completely on impulse. And then. <laughs> I was like, we'll have to justify this purchase somehow. <laughs> so uh, nice. it's really pretty. I did have to learn the chords, and I just requested when I told Paul and Storm write something simple that I only play three chords. Mm-hmm. So it's true. So, so what Codex says that you only play three chords is true. I mean, I could play more than three oh, okay. chords. You could play more but, than three but chords. I'm not good at all. Like yeah. I just literally, and I knew that I wouldn't have time to learn something elaborate. If yeah. I had had the time and I was just being an actor, I probably could have learned something awesome because. Mm-hmm. You know, with my violin, it's a little easier with the ukulele because it's the same fingering. Mm-hmm. But uh, no way. <laughs> with my, I was lucky to learn how to play the three chords. <laughs> nice. Another thing was a really big surprise is we get to see the axis of anarchy. Not just Fox, but we get to see another, you know, yeah. more members, which is a lot. Yeah, we, we get to see uh, – yeah, and, you know, Bruiser was off with Blaze's mom. So, That's right. uh and then Quan moved to New York, so we couldn't bring him back. But I just thought it was fun to see those guys because dealing with Will all season, I was always wanting to use them more, but we didn't have the room. So mm-hmm. um, just to, that they agreed to show up for a cameo is really funny to me, and I'm I, they're really funny. It's yeah. just a nice little side side callback. It is, and I just like their interaction with you. They're just so funny. 
yeah, they're so mean to me, but it's like it's it's in the foxes with him and them, and it just it it really is justified because the whole reason that they of course they'd show up if there was in game advertising on the server, yeah, that yeah. they would show up to cause some problems, so of course, yeah. So that was, it was nice to bring those guys back, even for the little cameos. Yeah, I would love to see more of them always, but we only have so much room, but they were really funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing uh, that happened was the whole Codex, or actually Fox asking Codex out again. Yeah. This has yeah. finally come to the conclusion that he actually likes her and wants to go out with her again. He's not, you know, playing yeah. around. Well, I always wanted to aim for, like, an authentic moment between the two of them. Finally, when he's just through you know, keeping his guard up in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a little too a little too late. <laughs> it is, which I think is great. I think it's yeah. such a cool character moment for Codex to realize, you know what? I put up enough with, of your BS. I don't need this, you know. Yeah. No, thank you for that. See yeah. you later. I mean, it was always hard to figure out how to end that, how to begin it, how to, how to do anything. That whole arc was something I played around with all, you know, in mm-hmm. all the drafts. And it changed and changed and changed and changed. But... I knew that they probably they weren't good for each other, but mm-hmm. the thing was how you know if you if you've read the comic, you know that Codex has a bad yeah. history with putting up with stuff. So yeah. I thought it was a great callback to the comic that she could finally realize like this is not good for me, and in real life, and like she wouldn't have said yes to him even if Jeanette had not come in. Yeah. So that's what. Yeah, I she feel said like that- she said no before Jeanette even approached. She said there's no way. Jeanette just you yeah, know, you know. I mean, I did want there to be, like, a, a, a sort of conflicted look on her face. Oh, yeah. Uh, in yeah. a sense. But I, I hope that – because people, you know, you, you really slap her then. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's a really cool character moment because she, you would expect her to, like you said from the comic books and just from her personality, you would expect her to kind of fold in and say, okay. You know, I, you know yeah. she, she does like him. I, you know, there's a – bit of her that does like him. I mean, he's a nice guy. You know, they have stuff in common. I think there's real chemistry. Yeah, But just yeah, because you have chemistry together with somebody doesn't mean that you're right for them. And That's I think right. that was kind of my point. That's right. Time. Yeah, which is really cool. And then, of course, we get Jeanette walking in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you always yeah. intend to throw him over the banister? No, no. Um, so, the, <laughs> it's a funny question. Uh, that The whole thing with the stunt guy was you know, Sean coming up with like wanting a more dramatic in the script. She just takes him off, off camera and then it's in the alley. So they're watching Mm. her beat him up in the alley. And we were going to even see flashes of some punches and stuff. But, (laughs) uh, but other than that, it was going to be not the banister, but that was Sean. And he, we got a a stunt guy to come in and everything. It's just crazy. Yeah, it was great. It was, I was there for that stunt and it was so much fun. He did it twice. The guy got tossed over that banister twice. It's so far. I, I was concerned. <laughs> I was really concerned. It was crazy, but uh, it looks great. I mean, yeah, yeah. It you really don't great. know it's not Will getting tossed over that banister. He was a really good match to him. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe that we got somebody to do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the stunt guy was just amazing. What a nice guy, too. Yeah, that was really cool. And then, of course, we have the other story with Sandeep and um, Jeff or Zabu and uh, Vork in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, that was a really funny, you know, that's one of my favorite lines. The, you got a bladder like the Hindenburg. <laughs> I, love that. I love that line so much. I was, I, some of them just stick in my head. There's one in episode 11 that everybody wanted to cut, and I was like, no, it's my favorite line. <laughs> so sometimes you, you hang on to stuff to the detriment, but I think that I just love it. It's so, work has some, some of this. 
you know, really old-fashioned lingo that comes out of his mouth sometimes. I love it's it. It's just yeah. so odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a fun scene, um, just, you know, with those two guys, because Vork has finally had it. He, you know, that, yeah. I love the whole slow motion with the tie, and she's licking it, and she puts it up to his face to wipe <laughs> it off. Oh, I just busted up laughing. And the look on his face. Is, oh, he's brilliant. Priceless. Yes, it's priceless. It's it's almost a still you want a still shot of it. It's yes, <laughs> yes, so funny, so funny. But then of course you know he's he's trying to he's trying to come up with a plan. You know how can he get rid of her? And uh, of course Zabu throws in his two cents about making an outrageous suggestion that you know she would never buy into. Yeah. And, oh yeah, there's that whole scene. I think there was a very there's a really long extended improv cut of that scene that's going to be posted. I think as an extra. At the end, with the, with the episode, I'm not sure though. I know with it, that it's uh, in Microsoft's hands, so oh, cool. a, a really long extended scene because they just went on and on, you know, <laughs> improving stuff, and uh, it was so super funny that we were like, "This is worthy of a couple minute video to release as an, a bonus." Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's going to come out with the episode. Awesome. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention also that uh, you we have Dina showing up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's a, a really quick cameo of her, and then of course you got Tink coming over to you. While uh, Fox is being beaten to death, which sounds yeah. violent, man. It sounds like he's just getting, you know, everything. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's the <laughs> yeah. But I think that's so funny. We're having like uh, a heart-to-heart talk, and that's happening. It's just so appropriate. It's so, yeah, yeah. And then what's great is this brings up the whole litmus test, which plays yes. in a few more episodes. Yeah, it, it plays in the, the next two yeah, episodes. The last, yeah, the last few episodes. It, so it's kind of like another beginning, you know, where Tink suggests that Codex create this litmus test and uh, mm-hmm. find the right yeah. man. It's it's fun to be able to introduce stuff so late in the season. Yeah. that are. I mean, it's just it's not a huge no, it's not but a it, huge plot point. But but it it, 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 it is and it's not. It's it's cool. Yeah, it's just it's neat to see something else starting. You know, this late into it, you expect all the stories to start wrapping up, and you're actually creating another one. Yeah, it's challenging, but I think that's actually the best use of web series is mm-hmm. to keep them serialized but always adding versus yeah. just being more linear. I think it actually is working better as a web web series uh, format. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, and then let's go bed and talk about Blades doing the magic trick and you being his assistant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny. I love the whole thing where he's over there signing things and – uh, pointing at that girl's boobs, which yes. is so inappropriate. She's very <laughs> underage. Yeah. He actually did a, a take that was much more inappropriate. We're like, we can't do that. She's 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great scene. And then uh, the the fire scene. Now, I wasn't there for oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, that's where he sets uh, Cheesy Beard's curtains on fire. Now, that's all CGI. Yeah, that's all CGI. And the, the version of the episode that I've seen, they haven't done the CGI yet, so I haven't seen it. Uh, the CGI looks amazing. Does it look really good? I'm looking forward yeah, to Yeah, I'm really that. happy with it. You know, it's very dangerous to do something like that. And we actually were thinking of, hey, we'll just have him hold a, a torch and then we'll CGI the back. I'm like, no, we're not having any fire anywhere <laughs> at all because they're, you know, yeah. it's a lot of insurance. And there's a lot of people have, there too. I mean, the, the, all the extras were in there. It was packed. It's just a question of not being able to hire special effects people. And you always want to be super safe because on a film set, there are too many variables. So yeah. I was like, listen, we'll just have to. Do it in post, and thank goodness we have the most amazing post team, you know, or team, a couple people who are working on our show, yeah. and uh, really bringing 
you know, made the effect look really convincing. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that. Um, and of course, this is the biggest moment, and I have to say, this is probably the biggest twist of the entire season, of the entire series of the guild, is Vork proposing huh? to Avanashi. Oh, yeah. And she says yes. Yeah. <laughs> I di- I died laughing. It was funny because I, I was at the read-through, so I knew it was coming, but it's still funny to see it all acted out and the reactions of them. And, I mean, he's just yeah. dumbfounded when she said he yeah. is called – his bluff is called. <laughs> yeah, it was very – it was very fun to make that – try to rationalize that. And that was – you know, it's a lot of, of backtracking. Like, I knew – always knew that I wanted that to happen. But... I was going to say, yeah, was that always part of your plan to have him propose- – yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so always, always, always. I always wanted to, you know, have that plot twist, um, and it worked so well. And the look on his face and her face, and it's just so funny. <laughs> and you got Clueless Zabu who walks in again. He did this at the game when you guys did the final battle, and he's like, what's going on? You know, at the, at the last minute. He always misses everything. Yeah. <laughs> and he has that last line. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the, the episode could have ended, like, four different places, but... You know, it's it's that's why it just keeps building and just like how are you going to top that? And yeah. then you set the whole restaurant on fire. The fire. The only- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very very. That was very that that like you said that's that's such a great moment of of uh, Vork proposing because I mean it's so out of the blue, it's so yeah. you know, but it's it fits so perfectly too. It's yeah, because. He- the motivation is clear with Zabu. Like, he's just going to take his advice for once. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just the worst advice ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, but all, you would never expect Avanashi to say yes. No, not at all. You know? Not at all. Not. Ugh. Who's going to marry Vork? Nobody. Uh, but it was, it was a fantastic episode. I know why you thought it was your favorite. I mean, why it was your favorite. Because yeah. it's, it's a fun episode. Just so much stuff happens. And the stories, you know. We end stories and, and we pick up stories. So great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is another reason, you know, the whole work proposing to Avanashi, that's another story startup. Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really, you know, <laughs> but we end, yeah, we end, we end some stories and we start some more up and uh, heading into the last half of the season. Last, last two. Yeah. Last, yeah, there you go. Wow, awesome. Well, thanks for chatting with us. Thanks a lot. guys, I'm here with Kim Evie, the producer of the Guild, and Sean Becker, the director. We're doing a double double feature for you guys. Double action. Double. Double. Oh, I was going to say not. We all not said it's that's triple. Oh yeah. Uh, but we hear double. <laughs> I want to say it now. I know you. I know you're going with that. <laughs> We're here to discuss episode. <laughs> Festival of the Sea. Yay! Yay! Um, let's go ahead and start with the whole theme. Festival under the sea, or festival. I have to ask Felicia this also because it's festival under the sea or festival of the sea. Because Zabu says festival under the sea. I believe it's festival of the sea. Oh, that's a mistake. Yeah. It, yeah. Yes, it that's it. Or, or as we call it, trivia. <laughs> <laughs> it see, that's what Felicia said. And actually, she attributes Zabu as just mispronouncing it as Festival Under the Sea. Sure. Because in nine, Yeah, we can do that. In an episode, he says, welcome to the Festival Under the Sea Festival. That's right, he does. And That's it's right. Festival, it's of, Festival the of the Sea. Festival of the Sea. Yeah. Whoops. But you know what? 
is not mentioned. It's mentioned in episode one. It's the very first thing of the of the season. That, and she says festival of the sea. Claire the Chant of Fish it. and Make a Wish yeah. festival of the sea. Yeah. Yeah. She sings it. Right. The festival under the sea. No, that's not right. Yeah. yeah. So just Zabu just said it wrong. Not to be confused with Enchantment Under the Sea, which that's, was the yeah. dance in Back to the Future, which is why it was not <laughs> Under the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Well, there's some trivia. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you rip off something you call an homage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what did you guys think of the whole festival idea? Oh, it was great. I mean, Kim. <laughs> this double this double interview thing. This is not working this out. This is the worst idea ever. We I both have... opened our mouths at the exact same time, and then we both kind of had nothing. But you, you probably had something good. I, all I was saying was, I loved it. And I was like, well, oh, God, I cut, I cut off Kim. Should I address it? Yes. And here we are now. <laughs> well, uh, ladies first. Uh I loved it. I loved it. I loved going back to Cheesy Beards, which we'd seen, and I loved having it all dressed up. And um, our production designer, Tyler Robinson, like stayed up all night and transformed it into this, you know, amazing, amazing party. And I love the addition of the bubbles. That's like one of my favorite things because it looks absolutely magical when Codex walks in. Yeah, it worked out. It just worked out perfect to create this establishment, especially like with Cheesy Beards. It was supposed to be like this transformation of like Cheesy Beards, which we've kind of established at the beginning of the season as this dull like customerless place mm-hmm. and now it's like this festive and just everything about it really brought it to life and actually you know thank god we had a lot of extras who were able to show up and then you know tyler it's funny because i would get a lot of phone calls from tyler he's all hey man i just picked up a rubber shark or i just picked up he's all I'm just i'm like as much sea i was surprised at how much sea stuff, sea stuff he was able to find but like everything you know and it's uh with the cheese beard set with a lot of um what tyler does for the show like he um, the the amount of detail, like if you look on the bar or you look on the tables, like there's little gold doubloons mm-hmm. all over the place, and there's like little chouses at every table. And there's a lot of stuff you don't see, but like, I mean, it wasn't just like we we're trying to cheat it. Like that whole place was covered and decorated. Like we could have thrown an actual festival under the sea or of the sea, <laughs> pick which one you will, event. Um, yeah, just fully dressed. They looked great. Yeah, another little trivia: those coin doubloons, those gold doubloons, were from the video. From the day of my avatar. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. That Felicia is dancing in and lying on. and Wow. Yeah, he re- recycled. Them up and reused them. He re uh, gifted those, I guess. I don't That's know. That's funny because our other production designer, Greg Aronowitz, made a movie called Laboo, and we were like, Do you have all? And he's got like, I got, you know, hundreds of thousands of gold coins, but they're all in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all in storage in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah they're at Barnyard East. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, another really cool thing was the whole sea chanty with Ollie. And then you have Jeanette doing her funky move that has nothing to do with uh, the, the song. Yeah, she was great. I just remember just watching them together. I would just think Jeanette was kind of in her own world and, you know, singing the sea chanty. And I, I just told um, t- uh, Timberly, who plays Jeanette, I just said, hey, just dance to your own song in your head. Whatever your favorite song is, just dance to that. Don't listen to what they're doing. And then she, she completely brought it. But uh, can we just talk about the song? Um, well, with Jeanette, just really quickly, like it's so disconnected from what is singing that when I saw the first cut, I was like, is that speeded up like 25%? Because it looks so funny and weird. And it's not. It's real time. I, yeah. And I would like to actually, maybe for the extended gag reel, put together like a montage of all. Because every time we did that, 
to make sure we because we had to make sure that um, Frank nailed the song, so we did multiple multiple takes of it to just make sure we had enough. And she did a different dance every <laughs> single time. And one of my favorite little bits about episode ten, I don't know if anyone's ever going to see this because he's so good in it, but Andre Meadows plays Fluffykins, mm-hmm. and when he approaches the table, look over his right shoulder, and and I had uh, told. Um, Timberly, hey, when you guys are back, they're like really be animated so that we see like arms up in the air and that you're continuing this dance uh, at a different table. I don't know if anyone's ever going to notice it because Andre's so funny and it's kind of distracting to look. I mean, he's, he's you're not looking at the background yeah. at that point, but if you do, yeah. you'll, you'll see the little trio well, in the back and, and, and Timberly's uh, doing her thing. I love Andre's little curtsy. It's one of my favorite <laughs> tiny moments. He takes his t-shirt and he just does this dainty little curtsy and it, oh my God. And wasn't that something like right before we sent it out, we had watched it one last time and he had started to do the, the curtsy and we always laughed about it and then we were like... I think we added two frames yeah. and it turned into the curtsy that's in the episode. I remember we just sat there and was like, click, click, click. And then we played and we we're like, oh God, like, yeah, that, so that's it. Funnier. And it was like, it was like literally we were about to deliver the episode and it was like a last second change, nice. like to turn his like, oh, well, I guess he was about to go into some curtsy. He does like, the full, <laughs> yeah. the full deal, but he, he was great. But, um, but yeah, the song that was Felicia and Paul and Storm, right? That's right. Yeah. Paul and Storm are good friends. The, the, Geek rock, no folk rock, whatever. Comedy, they're, they're comedy geek, <laughs> folk rock music. There you go. Duo, duo, yeah. and um, they have their own pirate song. Which, if you know anything of Fallen Storm, if you've ever seen them live, you've seen them perform their own like half hour long pirate song. <laughs> so um, Felicia wanted uh, Ollie to sing a song, and so she came up with like the bare bones idea. She probably talked all about this. She did talk a little bit about it, and she said that it's actually much longer, and they're going to actually release it as a single. Yeah, it was, so, I think, I think four verses, Yeah, I want to say. Uh, but, of course, we didn't, didn't have that time, so we just picked one. Oh, yeah, you didn't want poor Frank to have to remember the entire song. Yeah, but it's great because, once again, in the, in the Fluffy Ken scene, it's very, very faint. and We mixed it low so it wasn't distracting with the scene that was going on. But yeah. he's, you know, you can hear him singing the rest of the song well, so throughout the rest of the scene, all the way until Vork and Zabu get up to go to the bathroom. Like, he's singing the entire time in, yeah. the, back, in the background. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. Another cool thing that we get to see, we get to see the Axis of Anarchy. Yes, finally. Three of them. Yes. yes. Um, so that was cool to have them back. Can you talk a little bit about bringing them back into the, the series? Sure. We have, uh, yeah, it was really exciting because, you know, Axis of Anarchy was such a focus point of season three that, you know, we're only, until now, we had only really seen um, Fox and Venom this season. Yeah. Bruiser's excuse was that he was off dating Blaze's mom, yeah. they were off in Napa. Uh, and Quan, well, Alex actually he moved, so we just, <laughs> so there's no mention of Quan or Nick uh, yeah. on where they actually went. But they have the actual, re- I mean, we would have had them at the table as well. I think we can assume that they are in Korea playing StarCraft. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. You know what? No, no, that, that was that was actually in the script. Yeah, that was uh, that was a, just, that was a scene description which you don't see on yeah. screen. Yeah. But yes, uh, so yeah, no, we had them back. We have um, Mike Rose who plays Valkyrie, uh, Will Wheaton who plays Fox. Uh, and then we have Tilshire and Michelle Boyd um, still together yep. uh, at the end of the table. And so it was a nice little it's, – it's, it's very brief, but it's a nice little cameo just to remind everyone that, that they're still around. But yeah. it was great to have them in. And, of course, this was near the end of the season after spending an entire season with them. So yeah. it was great just having them on set and they were really excited to work. And, um, yeah. yeah, I love 
uh, both the scene that they were in, and then I love Valkyrie at the end with, with, with the magic show. Hard, yeah. It's just weird. It's like why why is he participating? Like he volunteered or either was picked or why? But um, that was always in the script, and I always just found it really really funny that he was participating in this magic act. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Now, we have, Kim, were you? Did you try to get them back into the script, or is Felicia always? I, them in. No, no, she always had them in, and I, I, you know, she really wanted to feature them more. So, but it was just a matter of, uh, you know, trying to pare down. I think from mm-hmm. the previous season, which was so big and had so many cast members all the time, that I think, you know, the intention for this season was to take it sort of structurally back down to more the way that season two ran, which it is very similar in that, mm-hmm. you know, it culminates there's this big party and season two also had a big party. And But the storylines this season kind of weave in and out and they, they have their little arcs that go over like three or four episodes and mm-hmm. then sort of bring new stuff in. Yeah. You know, there's overall, um, you know, Every arc does does end at the end, but there's still there are like more ups and downs. I think whereas yeah. before in season three it was sort of you know down build down up, down build up build up and then yeah for the big, the big finale the big finale so cool all right so in this episode also we introduced well this shirt was introduced in the previous episode but we didn't really get to see it and we actually get to see the shirt that uh, Clara and Tink are selling and it's an eight bit baby. With oh, a machine gun. my God. So the prototypes for that, we got sent by Jinx. Um, I think Kino at Jinx uh, made them, and he sent us, like, five different ones, and they were so funny, every single one of them. We had a really hard time choosing because, I mean, ultimately, you I think... You guys sent me three. Okay, those were maybe our three favorites because I think he sent, like, five. But he, I think we ultimately chose the one we chose because Tink did say Ape a Baby with a machine gun. Yeah. So... But they sent us 8-Bit Baby with, like, a space ray gun, which was so hilarious. It had, like, these little tiered circular things. Uh-huh. And then they, they sent us 8-Bit Baby just with a big handgun, which just looked so, like, was, for some reason it was, like, more obscene than the, than the baby with the machine gun. It just was, like, ridiculous. And do you remember the other ones? You sent me, the, the, the three you sent me was 8-Bit Baby with a ray gun, mm-hmm. 8-Bit Baby with a machine gun not firing, and then 8-Bit mm. Baby with machine gun firing, which is... And it was like, no contest. That's the one. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I was... I think we were location scouting at the time. And so I looked at my phone, and I'm like scrolling through these, and I'm laughing at the first two, and then the third one came. I'm like, oh, that's... <laughs> Everyone crowd around, look at this. Yeah. It is an awesome shirt. I'm so happy when people, you know, because we gave it to our cast and crew as, as the cast and crew shirts. And so yeah. people have been wearing them out. And, you know, it does say the guild on the back, but a lot of people don't know it. And people, I mean, I, whenever I wear just mine. Just as the shirt design. Yeah, yeah. People are just like, that's an awesome yeah. shirt. What I loved was that when we did the music video, I think Tom Williams was wearing that shirt. And so people kept coming up to him and going, oh, dude, where'd you get that shirt? And I'd be like, you're going to get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone was so thrilled about that. Like, now, um, do you guys go to Jinx and tell them that you wanted an eight bit baby? Or yeah, how, Felicia. Did, we, how much info did you give to them? Yeah, Literally, it, just said eight bit baby with the machine. It had always been eight bit baby from like yeah. This is like draft one, I think, of the yeah. script. Yeah, that's just Felicia's crazy brain. It's such <laughs> a cool design. I mean, it's regardless, like I mean, genius. I think being associated with the guild makes it extra cool, but yeah. just by itself, like. It's uh, a popular shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and the, it is going to be sold on jinx.com. Yes, it will be available uh, if if not when you're hearing this, I think uh, within a week. The week after that, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. So definitely go check it out. It's at what, jinx.com? Yes. This is their website. 
and it is the 8-bit baby. So, uh, cool. Uh, let's see what else we have. Oh, let's talk about Jeff and uh, Sandeep in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, which is our first... I think this is the first time we've ever released an extended scene. Yeah. Like, we'd always talked about it. And to this point, we never really had one. I think we had, I, I don't know, I'm sure we've mentioned this before, but the whole Brett and Blade, or Wiggly and Blade scene where w- Vince, or I keep calling them by their real actual names. Uh, we <laughs> it's like four names for each character here. <laughs> where Blade is teaching Wiggly how to play. Like, that was the only like, real extended scene we had ever had until now. And, and that was all just Jeff and Sandeep in the bathroom just riffing off each other over and over and I remember it was one of the times where like we had kind of an uh, you know it was a very intense shoot this time around but that was one of the days where they actually were able to go off and go work yeah. off each other for a while and they, I remember when it was time to shoot that scene they both worked up and they're like hey we've been practicing we actually have like a whole bit worked out do you mind if we do it and I'm always like yeah yeah it's, it's, it's definitely shoot we have the time so um you know I mean of course we always shoot the scripted version first and then we kind of just let them go and go and go and then in editing, you know, we, we kind of stuck with the scripted version, but then we finally did release an extended scene this season with, with them in the bathroom, which is just a lot of fun That's to watch fun. them play off each other. Nice. Okay, and then we have uh, the Fox Codex relationship is resolved in this episode. Quite satisfyingly, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope, for those people, because I know that there has been, you know, there's... Well, I guess I guess it's gone back and forth. Like at first, people were like, "Oh, why is she even considering him?" Yeah. And then as the season went on, and I think as Will got cuter and you know more charming, not that Will wasn't cute in the first place, yeah. but there's something about the way he's playing Fox this season that you know he's just got this smarmy charm. But it, it is truly charm, you yeah. know. So I think people did really want to see people them. are really liking him. Yeah, but it works yeah. so well because why else would Codex keep going or keep? You know, even wanting to be associated with him, you know, and that was one of the that was always a big worry from even like season three of like we need to make sure that it ends up and that's kind of justify that Codex falls for this guy and that he's not just why are you with this jerk yeah. and and it shows this season like even just through like the response from the fans people actually are like you know ah oh, like it, it's gone from what a jerk and dump that guy to like I want them to be together now yeah. and yeah but in the I, I, I don't know why I impersonated fans is like with that voice and I apologize that's <laughs> and I, my Sean Becker voice I know that's, <laughs> that's the voice my the, the three women that I spend most of my time with are Kim Felicia and my girlfriend and whenever any of them impersonate me it's just this voice like this, and, like, it's, and, it's like and it doesn't matter. And it's not like yeah. he, it's not like you're it's trying like, to argue with me. And you're like, oh yeah, Sean was like, oh, I can take care of that, and, yeah, then, and, like, he, and you don't take care of it. It's like, yeah, I asked Sean if you want to go to dinner, and he went, yeah, that's a great idea. It's like that's not what I sound like. And all three of them give me that the same. Like that's not. It's like, what kind of cupcakes do you want, Sean? Oh, I guess I'll take the vanilla. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, and then I go home, and then my girlfriend does the same thing. She's like, well, I asked you if you wanted to go. No, like, yeah, I guess I want to go. I'm like, I'm not, what? That's not my voice. And I just give that voice to our fans, I guess. I'm sorry. And I, I guess... I, it was the trickle-down abuse. Yes, it was. <laughs> you just... So all the fans, at first, would be... <laughs> Oh, he's such a jerk. And then now... It's really hard to do without the voice now. And now they, they would say, Oh, I hope they get together. <laughs> oh, I hope they get together. What was that? I'm sorry. 
<laughs> oh, the gardener's here. I know. Right. I'm sad. They were supposed to come at like you know 10:30. Well, he's taking care of the bushes right yeah. by the window. Here they are right by, right in time for our recording. <laughs> there was a question in there somewhere. What was the question? Uh, oh, the relationship ending. Let me just put down my weed whacker and I'll ask this question. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Originally in the in the script. Uh, uh, the original, like, Fox's exit was basically Jeanette shows up and, and says, oh, look who it is. And then, you know, it's revealed that they had hooked up. So then, yeah. you know, once Fox ignores Jeanette, like, I think in the original script it just said Jeanette grabs Fox and takes him off screen. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be the last time we saw Fox. So I remember the day we were shooting. Or it was like the night. This is always, it's always the worst. It's, it's, the it's, it's like before. the night before. Going over to the next day's shoot, I was just like, "Ah, Fox can't go out like that. He can't just get taken off screen." And then we just hear sound effects. I was like, "So I remember showing up on set, and I'm like, hey, Kim, I know we have to come back here anyways. Is there any way we can get a stunt guy here?'" And I explained, but like, you know, Kim and Bleach were very supportive of the idea, and there, I was like, "I feel like Fox can't just be taken off screen. Like, we need to throw him down the stairs. Like, he needs to be like." He needs to have, like, this glorious exit. And fortunately, they were really all for it. And we called up uh, Tim, Timothy, right? yeah. Luckily, he was he was available. And, yeah. And Will was very gracious, too. And, like, he volunteered to come back and help us reshoot the actual scene. So we actually shot that scene twice because we shot it once just on set that day. And then, you know, everyone came back just to shoot. I mean, we this was the day of the uh, commercial, the Cheesy Bears commercial. Yeah. And so we were back at Amalfi's and it was like, hey, while well, we're here. So we literally just, we went back upstairs and set up just to get that that throw. Yeah. Uh, once more. But I, I think it was effective. I think it, it worked and it was fun to shoot. It was, the best part was um, Timberly, who had never done a stunt before, participated in a stunt before, watching her shocked after she had thrown him off the first yeah, day. Yeah, she we, got like this huge adrenaline rush. She was like, oh my god, whoa, that's so like crazy. And then the second day, she just went for it, and that yeah. was the one, that's the ones in the episode. Oh, so. yeah, you took take two. Yeah, we, we did yeah. too, because the first one, it was, she was very hesitant toward it. I mean, she, even just like grabbing Will, it was like, we had to really like, no, just go for it. And Will's like, yeah, just go ahead, just manhandle me. And, yeah. and so she did, and, mm. and, and it came out great. So we have a nice little exit now for Fox. Nice, nice. So there, there's kind of another storyline is introduced the whole litmus test with Amy coming over or Tink coming over and talking to Codex. This what, And Kim mentioned this earlier about this season that there's overall story arcs, but then there's new story arcs that are kind of starting and ending at the same time. This is kind of another one because this goes through the next two episodes. This whole litmus test. Or just Codex's approach toward... Yeah. Yeah. To finding a guy. Toward mm-hmm. men. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that they start up new storylines right in episode 10. And, yeah, you know, yeah. There has to be some, like, you know, not movement, but, the, I mean, Codex has to change. And yeah. she ha- she's, you know, even though she can't change forever because then she wouldn't be Codex, she does have to learn her lessons, you know, and probably over and over at each season. But I think that was probably the way to wrap that up and... Have her, you know, state like, "Oh, okay, I get it. This is why I had to go through this, you know, yeah. with this with this douchebag." So, all right, we have uh, Dina back for a really short scene. <laughs> scene stealing Dina. Scene stealing Dina. Oh my god, we she had an alternate line that I really, really wanted to use. I <laughs> when she walks away because Felicia wrote the line, "I'm center stage or nothing at all." Um, but and the alternate line was, uh, he needs an assistant. And it's like, doesn't he have an assistant? And then... And she said, uh, 
That was his magi- no, that was his photo assistant. He needs a magician's assistant. Like the idea that Blades has just this coterie of women just, yeah. at his command. I just thought it was really funny. And then she goes, yeah, because it's yeah. And then I think they have, there's a beat where they stare at each other and kind of kind of gives a puzzle look. And then <laughs> Dean just goes, ah, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> walks away. Yeah, but it didn't make much sense because you didn't really see Blades' photo assistant, which we she was there, sort of, you know, like. In the in the movement, it wasn't today. highlighted. It yeah. was kind of a background thing. So yeah. the other the other line, but both lines I thought were really funny. But the other one we ended up using made more sense. Yeah, yeah. and that was the initial line that was written. That was yes, yes. And then there was also like I had this weird idea, like for some reason that we would have like photos of people and that they would be like used as transitions. I don't know why I thought that. Like it's, I mean, I guess it wasn't the most horrible idea I've ever had in my life. But at the same time, I spent like. You know, granted, I didn't spend that long making it happen. I mean, like basically, what was it? Like you have four minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, because I, I just thought like, oh, maybe it would work out that like to show passage of time because I knew that like certain things were happening at the party and we might want to just like have a cheesy photo montage of like blades. So we had Kenny and yep. Jenny and our agent and Brian Kamioka and. Um, Wilson and just a bunch of people like lined up and they took these really funny pictures with blades. Wasn't there an alternate reason for that? I thought I could have sworn you said because I know that we we got the montage, but I thought it was for something else. Or am I was I delusional that day? Um, I don't know. I think for me, I just always thought that it was in case you wanted to use them as like transitions. As like a montage thing. I know. Yeah, I wish. Um, you know, for the gag reel, we could probably <laughs> I wish throw it. You had mentioned that when I was editing it, Kim. Yeah. I told well, you know, you know what's really funny, and, and I'll, I will admit this is like I forgot all because I'm, I'm I didn't edit the episode. Like you know, we have an editor this season, so like part of that is I don't go through the footage. Just when I edited the previous seasons, I would literally like. Like every take, every like watch everything to make sure, and then once we were done, I'd go back and do it again, and like just make sure that we weren't missing some great little gag or some hidden thing. And I'll be honest, uh, I completely forgot we shot that until yeah. just right now you mentioning it. I forgot that we shot it until I don't know, like a couple <laughs> weeks ago when, like, basically once the episode was like launched, once it was think, done, it was like, oh yeah. You know, because one of the things that was funny to me was that we had Marshall Lewis, Jeff's wife, Mm -hmm. who, you know, at the time was like seven months pregnant, six months pregnant. So she was actually wearing one of the Ape Baby. We ordered a maternity shirt for her and then she posed with Blades with the the real baby, which, you know. Yeah, which is funny. Yeah. Because she's pointing at Blades, right? And pointing at her belly like this is his kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, so I yeah. I do love how Vince in that episode like went with the line uh, who said by uh, Bronte. Yes, yeah. the, the 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 skeevy line. Yeah, she's oh he's just a skeevy in real life. And he goes, yeah, and that 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 was Vince. Like Vince uh, ad libbed that. Uh, One of the few ad libs. I was just gonna say Vince got his ad lib. Vince got his ad lib. He always because you know he's around all these, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned this. I'm sure I've mentioned a lot of stuff I've, I've said already before. But Vince, you know, always he's around Felicia, Jeff, and, and Sandeep, who all you know have a very they have a very good at improv, and they they do a lot of improv on the show. So you can tell that Vince kind of wants to join in too. So there'll be so many times on set where he's like, "Hey, do you mind if I uh, do a little ad lib at the end of this?" And I'll be like, "Oh, okay. What are you gonna do?" Because I, I like to know so that I can prepare for it or yeah. give an adjustment. And then I'll be like, oh, what are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know yet. I'm going to do, do something. I'm like, oh, okay. And then we'll get to the end of the scene where he was in an ad lib. And then he just will stand and stare. I'm like, you do your ad lib? He's like, oh, I can't think of anything. 
but he did one there and it, it was hilarious and it was perfect but um uh, yeah, maybe we'll put that montage on the Gabriel or something. I literally just forgot that we had it because I think when we saw – because, you know, when you do production and you, you see a rough cut, it's like all you think in your head are notes, 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 notes. And this was one of the first rough cuts I think we'd ever seen where we watched it and it was like – like it's just so solid at, already as it is. I don't think the the need for even like alts or stuff we missed or stuff we added. I think we were all so happy with the initial cut, which is just rare in, in production, yeah, in general. Um, that I never even thought the the like because I normally I would have said, hey, let's just throw it in there just to see what it looks like, and literally just forgot about it. Yeah, but um, maybe we'll make that an episode. I don't know. <laughs> it's always it's always the Gabriel. I think the Gabriel is a good it's a good opportunity to throw in stuff that we couldn't use before. Yeah. So even yeah. if it's not necessarily a blooper, but. Yeah. Put well, some music speaking in. Speaking of you not editing, do you find it hard not seeing every shot? Uh, the first half of this, the first like three, four episodes, I would go back and watch everything. But as a season, I mean, Matt, Matt does a great job with the show and Matt really hit his stride too. Like, uh, like he had never watched the show before we started. So, of course, before he went and watched every single episode – it was a plus that he became a fan of the show in doing that, so it wasn't just a job for him. He really cared about it, as I think everyone on this team does. Like, just by the amount of effort and the amount of work that, that and the extra effort that they put into. Um, and so when we got to uh, we, got, we got to a point where when Matt kind of hit his stride and got the timing and got the performances we usually look for, where like notes became less and less throughout. It was more just like a matter of like trust. Plus, we I mean we were under a very intense schedule, so yes, for those first couple episodes, it was. Like, okay, now I'll look at the episode. Now I'll go through every single little bit. And I think near the end of the season, I kind of started to do it again just because I was just more curious than anything. But I, I wouldn't change too much. It would just be like little changes here and there. But yeah, like then there were episodes where I just took it as it was and was like, no, it's great. Like, I don't – I mean maybe there's other stuff in there, but we're very happy with it. So we'll continue. It's almost like letting go. Like uh, Sandeep's actually the one who told me about for Legend of Neil – He's always edited his stuff, and then when Neil came along, he couldn't, so he brought editors on. He's like, no, trust me, like, because I'm just, I've never had another editor, so for me, it's like, I'd rather do it myself. But it's so beneficial to have a fresh pair of eyes on the project, because Matt brought a lot to the editing this season that I would have never done, and that I would have never thought of, and so that, plus, like, our notes, and it was never a struggle back and forth. He was very receptive to our, of our notes, if, if he could implement them or he couldn't, mm-hmm. between me, uh, Felicia, and Kim. And uh, I don't know. It just seemed like it's just, it just an added level of like creativity added to this overall mix of so many different levels of creativity, you know. And so, uh, no, like, like I'm, I maybe I'll never edit again. I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of. It was, it was nice to look, but then also, you know, with you and Felicia Kim, like you guys will watch the cuts that I'll do. But with Matt, it's like for me, it almost is easier to watch something because now I have fresh eyes again, and I'll watch the episode and be like, "Well, you got to change this, and you got to change that, and you got to change this, and this doesn't seem right, this doesn't seem right." Whereas when I'm editing it, I've seen it two hundred times, mm-hmm. so I don't even know if it's good anymore. I don't know if the edits are fast. And Kim and Felicia will be like, "Hey, you know, like this is really." quickly cut and i like was like i can't even tell anymore what the pacing is i'm so numb yeah it's also because like you the the schedule was so hard in season three that you were getting like not a lot of sleep every night no and i remember season two i was editing while we were shooting like yeah that was insane yeah like (laughs) i would spend all week editing and prepping for the weekend shoots and then it was like we get done shooting i have to go home finish up an episode you know in season three they started to overlap a little bit but yeah i mean 
And we were starting, yeah, and it was just like it's it's so beneficial, and I, and I definitely uh, will bring on an editor now at any chance I get for any other project that I do because my love is for directing. Um, I'd love to just stick to that and keep with it, and then let the creative, like collaborative process continue, having someone else look at it and add their own touch, which in this case is Matt Smith. Yeah. So he's done a great job. Cool. Uh, let's talk about the, this. That's probably the biggest twist in the entire series of work proposing. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, didn't, I didn't see it coming. Oh, good. Uh, not a clue, especially that she said yes. I mean, that's is one of the funniest moments because I remember being through the read through and just my jaw dropping when they were just doing the read through. But to see it actually done and all cut together and it's one of the funniest moments. Well, I think it works so well because there isn't really a hint at it. Of course, you know, at, at this when we're, as we're recording this. Uh, episode nine has just come out, and I, I read a lot of the comments on the feedback, and you can tell people are like, "Oh, I wonder if Vork and Zabu's. Oh, I wonder if Vork and Zabu's mom are gonna hook up." And I apologize. That's not what you guys sound like. You guys are awesome. That's what I sound like, apparently. But uh, hey, I think Vork and Zabu's mom are gonna hook up. So everyone's like seeing the hints, and like those seeds are definitely like like you think like this is gonna go somewhere, but we don't show anywhere. And I remember there was an earlier, like one of the earliest drafts. And if you remember this, Kim, there was like some chemistry going on between them in an earlier draft where like Zabu would leave the room and then Avinashi would kind of like walk over and kind of start flirting with Vorik. Yes, I think that was in there a lot more, and we just had to we just had to take it out. And I think yeah, I, th- I think that was a good call because then when it when the proposal comes, it's not like whoa, like, you honestly didn't see any of that coming. I mean, he's annoyed by her by this yeah. point. It yeah. isn't going the other way. Where that could have also been a twist too, which you know was like are they? I mean, if they had hooked up and they gotten together, you know that. But but I, but this is more realistic in this, this world. Is, yeah. yeah, I think I this, think. I think my note on that, if I recall, was that like having Avanashi be flirty with Fork really confused that storyline because she was so evil when we first saw her in season one. Like, you know, I just thought I don't think that the audience should be like, what's she up to? I just thought all of the stuff that she's doing should be fairly innocuous because, you know, like you, you don't want it to go one way or the other. And that's an excellent note because that's exactly what you know we have it's like she's just there you know but it's like you don't like there's, there's no hints that there's not her like you know winking at the camera like i'm yeah. evil you yeah know? like it's i'm like, really evil because it's the thing and, and you don't know yet when this is airing like i mean who knows and, maybe she and is this air wait this not. airs next week right this next yeah. week. so this we can't so we can't talk about 11 or 12 yeah. of course which i don't think we have i think we've been no, good. no you haven't, but i just realized i don't know if that was do, so. innocuous enough but the but the whole well, point being that she she said yes she says yes, and you proposal. don't, you you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, it's like, does she have ulterior motives yeah. or does she not? Know. We still don't know. But I thought, you know, that if she was sort of but <laughs> coming on to Vork, it would, it would definitely make people go one way or the other. And, and yeah. I remember reading that, and I was like, whoa, what's going on? And um, I mean, I, I still found it really funny, but it was like, where is this going? And then, and then you, you think, like, well, she's obviously up to something at this point. It was... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, VG added a lot to it too, where she kind of stayed, and she was very concerned about her character yeah. uh, this season, as well as excited because you know we've got Zabu's mom back. So yeah, um, no, yeah, we, we we spent a lot of time just making sure that that message was very clear. Where at the end, you know, you would think that she, you know, and I, and I love her performance too. On like, oh my goodness, yes, yes, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, plus Jeff's performance because the look on his face, yeah, he says yes. And he does yeah. the fist pump. It's just, yeah. Yeah. 
It's just crazy. It's now a signature Vork move, I guess. Then you get Zabu, who does another signature move where he just kind of comes at the last one. Hey, guys, what I miss. Yeah. 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 And then before we get into it, we switch the you know yeah, we right. we switch the topic and get back to the magic show. Yeah, just right. let everyone figure out the rest. So what will happen? I guess we'll find out in episode eleven. Was, did we just do? Was that a in button? Was that a in no? Cap? Not in button. There's, there's four more questions. There's one more. I want to talk about the fire. Yes, the fire, oh which God. is the really the end of the episode. Yes. Jim, do you want to talk about the fire? Well, okay. So here's the thing about the fire is that we were just going to use some fire because Tyler Robinson, you know, has actual, I don't know why, but he eats fire. Apparently. Well, I learned he so. ate fire that day on set when he showed me, he's all, hey, so this is what the fire doesn't look like. And he lights up a torch and I'm like, okay, cool. We just want to make sure that Vince isn't actually near the curtain. You know, I mean, I guess he'll just pull it. We'll, we'll cut it so that he just kind of pulls it out from behind him. But, of course, we'll cut, put it in, and, and then, you know, we'll shoot it. And so he lights this torch, and I'm like, yeah, it looks like real fire, because it is. And he's like, okay, cool. And then he opens up his mouth and sticks the torch into his mouth to extinguish it. And not me not knowing that he was a fire eater, I was just... And I remember there was one point where I go, I go, oh, you would think that there would be... Uh, fire extinguishers in this room. He's like, oh yeah, we should probably look into that. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, like uh, sprinklers, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, because of all the smoke. Like, are they just? And so I had assumed that that had been checked out already. And that's when Kim and Felicia came up, and they're like, no fire. <laughs> yeah. Now I thought that you know we could do the little, just, just, just the him fire holding the stick, the stick, and that we could cheat Vince way far forward so that when he bowed, obviously it wouldn't light the curtain on fire. But there's two things. Number one, you know. We hadn't asked Sweeney, who was the owner. His son was there, but his son, you know, like, I was like, I don't want to get him in trouble by not asking. And then the other thing was that, you know, if we're going to have to use visual effects anyway, like, once he lit the rest of the curtain on fire, it was going to have to be done in post anyway. So it was just like, well, so why are we... (laughs) If we're going to light the whole room on fire, why can't we just light the stick on fire? And I think the main concern... Sorry, I have a story to talk to you. It just popped in my head. I was just going to say the main concern was like was the, the fire really wouldn't look real. But um, our, our our Darnell. Our Darnell, Chris, our, our Chris Dar- DP. <laughs> our DP, Chris Darnell, was like, no, we, we just, you know, did fire effects and something that I just did. And they looked so amazingly real. Like, there's nobody's going to be able to tell. And it worked out great because, you know, of course, Vince doesn't have real fire on set but the best part was and I think it was really effective is that the way that I had planned to originally shoot it you know he was going to be so far from the curtain that he was going to take the bow and then we were going to cut to an insert shot of the fire lighting it which we would have shot probably at Gregory Ronowitz's or, or somewhere where mm-hmm. it's more controlled um, like a forest but it would have looked yeah yes <laughs> paper factory <laughs> and, and and that was always the plan, but I, I'm so much happy. I'm, I'm glad that it turned out the way it did because Vince was able to actually like make contact with the the the, the staff and yeah. the curtain, mm-hmm. and it you know it was believable enough for the effect. And then I Oddly, remember he didn't make contact every time. Yeah, no, he didn't, and it was great because this is right after Kim and Felicia had pulled the plug on the fire, and it was like, okay, let, let's do this. And I was trying to convince it at the time. I still wanted it. And I was trying to convince them, like, no, we're going to do it in a safe way. And then I see Vince practicing pulling out the stick. And he hits himself with it. <laughs> in what I'm sure is extremely flammable clothes that he's wearing. It's like, okay, yes, you guys yeah. are you guys are very correct. Like, yeah. we should not use real fire. Yeah. And then um, Dan Scrooge, who did the effect, 
Um, we always kind of joke around about it because there's a lot of times, especially with the guild, we're all come up to him with something he's never done before. He's like, yeah, this is new to me, man. And so I come up to him. I'm, I'm at his place and I give him the footage. And of course, that's at the end of the episode. So like, I mean, Dan will do little tweaks that no one will ever notice. Like, Vork with the ketchup, and the ketchup on his mouth yeah. is CG. Like, oh, you know, really? the, the, the close-up is real ketchup, because that's the only time we actually ever got him to do it. But yeah. in the wider shots, like, he doesn't have ketchup on his mouth, and it's really weird to see. So he took the ketchup from the close-up and added it. So he'll do little touch-ups like that, or he'll, you know, like... Erase a boom mic, or you know, yeah. he he can do stuff stuff like that, like stuff. Like he'll get sometimes we'll give him credit for episodes where his visual effects credit, but you'll notice there were no visual effects. Like you think like special effects, yeah. But I mean, he does stuff like he'll paint out stuff, and he'll do little, yeah. Like when Codex is looking at her phone and the the quotes on there before Venom shows up, like that was Dan putting that in the phone, you know. And so it was like I came over and we did kind of like the more. Like, ungla- like, you know, the ketchup on the face. Like, hey, can you switch this? Can you slow this down? This and that. And I'm like, oh, and also, hey, can you uh, light this restaurant on fire? And he's like, what? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, we didn't want to shoot real fire, so we we just marked it. So if you could just add fire to him, not only pulling out the staff, then igniting the curtain, and they make it really big, that'd be awesome. Thanks, man. He's like, <laughs> I've never done that before. And then it was like him plugging into the Matrix. He's like, all right, give me five minutes. He goes on some website. He's like, all right, I got it. You know, and it was like Keanu being plugged in and, all right, I can now fly a helicopter, you know. And then he did yeah. it and he did a great job. Cool. I'm yeah, he's like a weird savant. Yes. He's, we played a Halo with him the other night and he's a little scary. Yeah, he's very good at Halo. He's extremely you focused. You know who's <laughs> really good at Halo is Robin. I was I surprised. I know. She kept killing me a lot. She... Well, everybody did. <laughs> But. We played Halo recently. It was yes, a lot I of saw fun. Some yeah, yeah. That Robin was kicking butt. Yeah, yeah. She totally was. I was so good for like the first campaign, and then I just after that, it, like with every one we did, I got worse and worse. Um, I if it wasn't for Left for Dead, I would be horrible at it. But that's my only. Anyway, we should, sorry. Welcome to the Nothing video game to. podcast. <laughs> yeah. So All right. So there. I think that's good. You guys have any other insights into ten? Anything I don't know. About? Have we gone over an hour yet? I feel so bad, Kenny. You're going to have to go through and edit this. minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. You could have watched Some the episode five times. <laughs> this will be like a double podcast. It'll be a part one and a part, part, two. part oh my seven. God. The first part will just be Kim and Sean right. talking. Oh, geez. Okay, well, we'll try to make some It'll just be us talking about interrupting each other. Yeah. We'll just be like, I'm and sorry. And then I'm sorry. my impression of myself and then me, from other people. I'll impersonate myself. Oh. Yeah. Sean. Well, Felicia's impression is, that's Felicia, yeah. Yeah, because Felicia. when we did season two, we did the promo with Zabu and Codex wearing the same oh, shirt. Right. And in that promo, Zabu impersonates Felicia and goes, Hi, I, I'm Felicia. Hi, Codex. Actually, that's much better. Uh, listen to Kim, not me. It's like, it's like a higher Mr. Hanky. Like, and then later on, uh, when Clara impersonates her, when she's getting drunk, and oh, yeah. she goes, uh, it was when she throws up on Fernie. And it's the very next episode where Clara's drunk and she's laughing. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm Cody. Yeah, it was the exact same voice. I was like, wow, that's that's your voice. And they weren't, like, we don't, you know, they, they were never together. Yeah. Like, when we shot either of their scenes, they just both decided that was Felicia's impression, or Codex's impression. Just like your impression. Just like, oh, he's yeah. my impression. That's right. That's funny. This is really yeah. silly. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you guys talking to me for episode 10. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, Katie. <laughs>
What do you guys think? Told you I would have a lot of interviews for this one. So much fun. Got some really good insights into it. It's just a great, great... It was a great episode, which leads to, you know, always great interviews. So, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And remember, I'm always looking for comments, thoughts about the companion cast, about our regular podcast, about our microcast. Anything. Anything you want to say and uh, get out there to fans, we would love to hear. You can always send your thoughts and comments or voicemails. I also like voicemails if you want to send an audio comment. Those work also. You can send those to knightsoftheguild at gmail.com. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. Also, I'm looking for questions for Sean Becker, the director. We have a segment called Guild Something with Sean Becker on our regular podcast. And normally Sean goes through and he answers questions from the viewers anything anything at all anything you want to ask sean personal crazy uh about the show you know about producing web series anything like that because he's done it all and he goes through and he gives really good answers so go ahead and you can send those also to knights of the guild at gmail.com and if you can please take a moment and give us a review on itunes uh, that really helps us in the standings. It pushes us into lists. It becomes, you know, it makes the podcast more prominent, so more people uh, know about it. It's funny because you know the guild has millions and millions of fans, but we probably only reach maybe ten percent, if we're lucky, of those fans. A lot of people have not a clue that the guild has an official podcast. So if you can help by spreading the word, by giving us reviews, by tweeting about us. By Facebooking us, anything, we'd really appreciate it. So, um, with that said, I think I am done for this podcast. Only two more episodes. Can't wait to do the companion cast for those. But before I go, always remember so I pull off their balls and sever their heads, ran them all through to the deck had run red, scooped up the goop from their skull like molasses, pulled out their lungs and filleted their asses. Served this is Evo, I can handle my own drinking, thank my you. My belly was full by the time I was through. Knights <laughs> of the Guild has a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial, no derivative works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.